Warning, the following podcast contains Falcon and Winter Soldier being referred to in the Elton John way. Bucky and the cat! Bucky! Martini, shake and look. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, I almost said warning then, uh, the only podcast that you're listening to currently right now, I hope so, this, it would be weird if you were listening to multiple at the same time. Of course, I am your host for this evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time you're listening to this, Tom, and I am joined by one of two lovely bearded men, uh, mm, which one, Duty? <laughs> Hello. Welcome Duty. how you doing? Well... <laughs> I'm doing well. Well, oh, very well to hear that. And of course, the second bearded man is Fuzzy Dan. That is correct. I am the second. I'm coming in in stereo. That's where you do the sound effect. Ah. Stereo. <laughs> it didn't work. Anyway, I'm coming in from another bearded place in another bearded dimension where everything has a beard, We're including all- beards. We're all bearded now. Yeah, we are. All three of us bearded. I like that. Mm. I remember a couple of years ago when you were saying that you couldn't grow a beard or you never thought you can grow a beard. Now you've got a pretty good one. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'm happy with how it's going. <laughs> it only took you 18 months. It was all, all of COVID. <laughs> it I think only took a out. pandemic. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, good. It just means that if we ever go zombie apocalypse, I can be uh, the ginger bearded scary man. The uh, Abraham. <laughs> From Walking Dead or Tormund or whatever. No, I prefer his name, the Ginger Bearded Scary Man. Let's let's go with that. Scary Man. Do you know? I can see that being a movie. (laughs) Would be, and then I would be referred to as the Gingerbread Man, and I'd walk around with bread. With bread. You're like the you're the redheaded cousin of Slender Man. (laughs) (laughs) He is tall. He is lanky. I mean, it could work. (laughs) Exactly. Perfect. Hollywood, make this happen. All right, gents. It has been two weeks since our last episode. So two wh- weeks, two weeks. Uh, so why don't we start off? If anybody has any notable news items from the week that they wanted to actually mention, I have had my head in the ground, so I'm not sure that I have any. Fair enough. Um, but we yeah. got uh, Pierce Brosnan becoming Doctor Fate in the Black Adam film. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan is going to be Dr. Fate. For those of you who don't know who Dr. Fate is, he's Dr. Strange, but he's DC. Um, but he's not like a he's not like a Batman or a Superman or something. Anyone can be Dr. Fate if they wear, wear the helmet of Nuru, which is the helmet that Dr. Fate wears. So if Tom puts it on, Tom becomes Dr. Fate and he gets possessed by uh, Nuru and becomes Dr. Fate. It's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do it. I like Pierce Brosnan as an actor. I think it's a good choice. Um, yeah. Oh, it's exciting to see him doing something besides Mamma Mia too. Why he signed on to that? I don't <laughs> Getting know. tanned and greased, that's why. That's why he signed on to it. <laughs> I mean, he can do it himself though. It's it's apparently very cheap to go to Greece when you live in Europe. Yeah, but imagine getting paid a million dollars to go to Greece and get tanned. <laughs> yeah, but he can't sing. Have you seen the scenes of him trying to sing? No, I haven't. He still got paid a million dollars, doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, mm, okay. 
Yeah, so I like that Dr. Fate's coming along. Dr. Fate, I think, is a really cool Golden Age hero character. Um, and it's also not as confusing, like, if you have Green Lantern and it's not, you know, everyone's expected normal version of Green Lantern. If it was um, uh, Alan Scott's Green Lantern, everyone would be like, who the fuck's this guy in the purple cape? Um, so it's kind of cool. I think we're getting Hawkman as well in uh, in the Black Adam movie that starts filming next month, I think it is, around that time. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, we also have the news that... Black Widow Baby is coming out again uh, in July of this year. It's coming to movies and Disney Plus because they keep pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. Now they've just gone, fuck it, we're dropping it on Disney Plus. Well, and it looks like it may have actually worked out for them the way that they've decided to do this because apparently the predictions um, for how they're actually going to, like, like their box office predictions are so much better now than they were when it was originally going to be released because, obviously, people haven't been seeing any movies, so Black Widow's going to come out and everybody's going to go see it. I mean... Well, yeah. everyone's got really excited after uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has just broken the box office for pandemic uh, films, so they're like, well, movies may be back then. Let's Let's just do it. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, Godzilla Kong is doing very well at the the international box office as well as the box office, as well as the domestic box office. I still haven't seen it. I need to see it. Godzilla Mother- Kong. It's okay. Yeah, you, you need to see it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It is a fantastic film. Dirty is... Uh, it does what it says on the, the box, minority. but that's it. Well, at least it does what it says on the box. King of Monsters didn't do what it said on the box. But didn't the movie end with all these monsters bowing down to Godzilla because he was king of the monsters? Did it? Yeah, but where was his know. crown? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted a throne. He needed Excalibur or nothing. Don't worry, yeah. Kong gets a throne. <laughs> it's very stupid. No, don't tell me that. Just don't spoil it. <laughs> no, look, it's a fantastic film. Go and watch it on the biggest screen possible. It is really worth yeah, it. Yeah, see it on a big screen. And it is, it is definitely one of those ones that... I think has benefited from the fact that you know some places now are opening up again, so people are going back to the movies, which is great. Um, other places, obviously, seeing it on uh, digital release. So, yeah, look, I, I just think it's fantastic this mixed release version. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Black Widow uh, down under in Australia, uh, whether or not uh, it actually gets the cinema release alongside the digital release. Um, how that plays out will be interesting. Hmm. But it's 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 for those of you who can't make it to the cinemas or who don't want to make it to the cinemas. It's coming to Disney Plus, so it'll probably be the same thing: thirty dollars at home <clears throat> on your Disney Plus account, and rather than twenty five dollars per person at the cinema, um, and then you can get drunk as much as you want in your own home. Yeah, I mean, you can still get as drunk as you want at the cinema. You just you know have to go home. It's a little bit eventually. more expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is more expensive. <laughs> it's not more expensive if you sneak it in. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we also have not next week, the week after Mortal Kombat is coming out. It was originally supposed to come out. On Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I can't hear what you're saying, man. Like, I, I, I need to hear it in the proper verse. <laughs> no, um, it's coming out the, it was supposed Mortal to come out. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> I was supposed to come out the 15th of April. It's now been pushed to the 22nd, so it's just been pushed the following week. Um, so, of course, I think that will be our next episode following this one. And they did actually drop oh, yeah. the a f- official reworked um, theme song, mm-hmm. which sounds like an EDM track from 2010. I am who, who did the song? Was it The Immortals? Uh, no. No. Because if it was The Immortals, then it'd be like, it's fine. It's The Immortals... They can do whatever the fuck they want because they did the original one. I don't think so. You sent no. it. You sent it to me. I haven't watched it. I did send it to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know who did it, but in my opinion, it's not great. Like some of the other. <laughs> ones. I mean, let's be honest. The original took a long time to grow on people. Uh, no, it didn't. The original just came out and it was fantastic. I think it's the one from the second one that's my favourite one, I think. That one's a Which, lot faster. Yeah, that one. That's the one that's <laughs> really, really <laughs> fast. <laughs> yeah, I it's, like, it's like taking four lines of coke and going, I got no idea from Mortal Kombat then. This is 100% an electronic song. Um, and in my opinion, like as I was I was saying to um, Judy about it, was that I enjoy the reptile theme song by Skrillex. Yeah, that's actually a, that's pretty good. Ian was like, oh, God, it's Skrillex. I'm like, no, listen to it. It's actually pretty fucking, it's pretty catchy. It's pretty bouncy. Yeah. Bouncy, bouncy. Oh, yeah, it's that's still Skrillex. What the fuck is wrong with Skrillex? Why do people hate Skrillex? I mean, what be- the fuck is right with Skrillex? Let me ask that question. Because he looks like most bartenders in Melbourne. Is that the problem, Fuzzy? Yes, I don't need to see a barista on stage doing his thing. I mean, if I wanted to see that, I would go to anywhere in Melbourne, and yes, they would be there. But he just—he just does nothing. Does nothing. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of not doing anything, this is actually pretty cool. came out, it was uh, announced not too long ago, it was on the Facebook listening community, a Optimus Prime Transformer that transforms itself. Did you see the video? I didn't watch the video. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. the, the guy says Optimus Prime, was it like uh, transform and roll out or, you know, one of the fucking initiate or whatever it is. It literally transforms and stands up, but not only is it just, it doesn't look like one of those, fuck, you know when you go to like, it's Christmas time and everyone's supposed to be happy, except oh, yeah, your grandfather's drinking themselves into an early grave at 34. No, um, it's the, instead of being those like shitty transformers that literally just stand up and that's it. Your grandfather's 34? I'm referring to myself. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's it's an actual transformer. It actually like splits its leg and just opens up and spins around and stuff. But when it's Optimus is in his robot mode, he actually like moves as if he, as if he's like breathing. So he's like his chest is coming in and out and stuff like that. You say like, "Are you my friend, Optimus?" And he'll like beat his chest and go, "You are my friend." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty fucking cool." There's like a seven minute video of Jay and Silent Bob playing with it and like you know saying all these commands and shit. Um, it is voiced by Peter Cullen, who is the original voice actor of Optimus Prime, um, and it is going to go for 700 US dollars, so that'll be around $1,100 here. Ouch. My brother is probably going to get it. It, it. it feels like it's worth it. But there's so many things you could get with $1,100. Like what? Please, know. please. Uh, a nice hat. <laughs> um, I don't Some know. ramen. <laughs> $1,100 worth of ramen. Yeah, why not? About $1,100 worth of shapes. Could get $1,100 worth of shapes. Do you know what I realised? I, I actually thought of this the other day. I realised that I feel very much like an adult. Was that somebody on Facebook yes. put up um, a comment about ramen packs. And he's just like, why don't they store the onions in like the the foil anymore? They're now, in the, um, they're now in a plastic sort of container. And I was sitting there and just being like, I don't remember the last time I had ramen or two-minute noodles. Am I an adult? No. Is this what happens? Wait, wait until you have very little money in your bank account and you're getting hungry. Ramen comes in handy. <laughs> ramen and buying, like, fresh baker's delight. Not fresh baker's delight, but, like, the Woolies loaf bread at, like, 5 p.m. It's like, well, we need to get rid of it, so it's a dollar. So uh, you just get that. I say, the new place that I live now, I am very much enjoying the uh, the local bagel scene. Um, the fact that oh. Coles just sells bagels and just, like, I eat so many bagels now. <laughs> Our friends in the States, I'm so fucking jealous of them. The last time I had a bagel was coming home from the States, and it was a cheese and jalapeno bagel. It was the fucking bomb. 
Mm-hmm. That with cream cheese. Yep, that's what I had. That's what I had for breakfast this morning. A bagel with cream cheese. Did you? Yes. <laughs> when you said yes, like bait your fucking. <laughs> it's from Bain Outtakes on YouTube. It is. Fuzzy, when was the last time you had a bagel? Um, probably a couple of days ago. I have bagels all the time. There's amazing bagel places in Melbourne, mate. I even make my own bagels. You make bagels? Hells yes. It's a lot of fun. You boil the bread. I always took you as a man that would boil bread. <laughs> so Tom needs to make me a pie and Fuzzy needs to make me a bagel. I just don't want to ask Ian to make me cream cheese. <laughs> oh. Good God. <laughs> um... No, I apologise, gents. I have not listened to your Godzilla vs. Kong episode, so I don't know whether you spoke about them. Did you speak about the trailers for Space Jam? No, we didn't. Um, that came out during oh, no. this week. What the fuck has happened? Did my, what what believe, have we done to I, my boy? I, my beautiful boy. I believe we talked about it in the listener community. Yes. I, I can understand now why no one uh, in the basketball community signed up to do this, because it looks like a steaming pile of shit. I do wonder whether the first one kind of looked similar when it came out. Nah, the first one was fucking awesome. I remember the Happy Meal toys. They were cool. Yeah, it was awesome when we were... How, what age were we? <laughs> I want to say 34. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, this, look, they, what have they done to Lola Bunny? Oh, they've created a whole new generation of fairies, duty. That's what they've done. No, they haven't. <laughs> they, they've actually... Reduced Lola Bunny in yeah. some places. They they have sh- shrunk her in and and put her in pants. That's that's not the Lola Bunny, Bunny I remember. There were people actually like complaining about it. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I understand the complaints. <laughs> people were unhappy that Lola was not as a uh, curvaceous. Uh... And look, I just got told to stop asking about it. I mean, they they said we're not going to take your emails anymore. <laughs> um, just stop. Lola is as she is. Bunny boobs. <laughs> bunny boobs. I want Lola Bunny to be thick. Thick. <laughs> um, I think they also got rid of Pepe Le Pew due to his character. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. basically there's there's a whole bunch of stuff around that. So they've removed him. They've said no one wants him anymore. And yet in the background um, of all of the people in the crowd, all these sort of Warner Brothers properties, um, someone was quite happy to point out that all of the characters from A Clockwork Orange were uh, just standing in the crowd. So, um, yeah, very selective of the things that they remove yeah, okay. from this movie. I do, I do wonder, though, like, this film, yes. who's, it, who's it targeted at? Like, do kids... Uh, Fuzzy, would your child know the Looney Tunes? No. Oh, he's got an idea of them, but, like, never... I don't think he's got the connection of them, like, that we probably had when we were kids, so... Yeah, I, I don't think he's um, he's as excited for this. Does he have a connection to the characters of Clockwork Orange? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, absolutely. I showed him that when he was five. You know, I said, it's time. We need to learn about oranges. Even I haven't watched that film yet. I just know it's fucked up. It's a good film. Um, apparently, Pennywise is going to be in this film, like a live-action yeah, Pennywise. And this is the, the this is all the thing like they talk about oh the Joker's in this and Pennywise and all the yeah. rest of it they're all just going to be in the crowd for half a second apparently, it's going to be exactly like what happened in fucking Ready Player One apparently uh, I saw behind the scenes photos it was either Pennywise or the Joker it was one of the two either way it was a clown um, they were the referee for the basketball game yeah. oh okay so there you go. I'm wondering if they're going to get scared yeah. Uh, 
doubt it. Surely he'd be too expensive to just put in there for a cameo. Yeah, but if you love the character, be like, hey, man, you want to get like 20 grand, dress up as Pennywise for 10 minutes and, and do this. Be like, yeah, sure, whatever. What else has he got going on? I don't know. What are the Scars guards doing at the moment? Well, one of them's in Kong Godzilla and he, he, does, he does nothing. Which one? Uh, Bill. Was it Bill? It's Alexander. There we go. Alexander. So yeah. the one who's in... Alexander. <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> uh, he's the one for those playing at home. That's, Shut that's, up. That's our impression of uh, Duty's father saying his name. Alexander. <laughs> yeah, that's one of in trouble. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, was there anything else? Any other trailers or anything we haven't spoken about? Anything, no. anything at all before we move to the five? Fuzzy? No, not at this stage. No, no not there at this go. stage. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to buckle yourselves in for the theme of this week, this week's weekly theme. Duty. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I was, try- I was trying to get you, something Fuzzy. relevant for this week's weekly theme. Uh, so, and that is, of course, we have been banking them up. We have four, four of them in the bag, which I'm really hoping one of you two is going to be better at summarizing each episode because <laughs> I'm going to suck at doing that. Um, is, of course, Bucky and the Cat. Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> Uh, yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the latest Disney plus Marvel creation. Mm-hmm. It is out. It is releasing exactly when WandaVision was going out. And it is a very different type of TV show to the one we were just watching, which I'm I'm good with. But yeah, so does anybody, either of you, want to uh, give us a quick... Summary of either you can do all four episodes in one, you can do one episode. We'll, at do, the time. Yeah, we'll do one episode. You, Fuzzy, you do, do, you, do you want to pick the odds? Like. I pick the evens, or how do you how do you want to do this? Have you have you? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I can I, I can do that. So uh, episode, episode one, one uh, let's let's talk about it. Uh, the title for this one is New World Order. Um, uh, we have the uh, the new cap decides not to be the cap anymore, um, and yeah, basically he hands over Captain America's shield to the government. Smithsonian. Um, that's right. To put up in the museum, and he says, you know, even despite the whole, the, which really confused me from the from the start, because basically, yeah, at the end of of End Game, he gets the shield, and it's like it's time for you to be the captain. And then the start of the show, he's like, I don't want to be the captain. What the fuck happened in between that? Anyway, um, <laughs> he uh, is still being the Falcon. I don't know who he works for either, and this is one of the really confusing things that we'll talk about later. Um, he may be working for someone in the US government or not. I don't know. Um, he just basically does a bunch of really cool stuff. He uh, rescues a hostage um, from a terrorist group that does some stuff where they jump out of a plane. He fights uh, Batroc a- again. Yeah, uh, and which is which is a, a pretty cool scene, I thought. Very cool action scene to start off the show. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's that's his storyline for the first one. Um, and then we've got uh, Bucky Barnes doing his thing. He's basically um, I, I, he's basically trying to make amends to some of the people that he has wronged in his time as the Winter Soldier. Um, and he's also trying to get lead, getting lucky with the ladies. Um, so we see a lot of that. Unfortunately, what we don't see in this first episode is the Bucky or the Cap uh, together in the same scene at the same time, which was very odd for me. Uh, <laughs> we also see at the end of the episode, uh, in a surprise twist, um, that America announces a new Captain America. 
uh, and his name is John Walker, and he is not anybody that we've seen before. So, uh, yes, that, that sort of goes on to the rest of the show. I was say, lastly, on, on that last scene, I think they did a good job of picking an actor who has a nice enough face, but who looks really bad in the cow. Right. He's, he puts his ears, helmet on. His ears oh, stick about too, too much. No, no just yeah. too much. And I feel like his nose is smushed. Yeah. It's like um, they use Chris Evans' like face structure, and then it'll like, fit on anyone. There's a there's a there's a uh, picture that Matt Combs put up on uh, Instagram. Two T's, two M's. Two T's, two M's. Um, go check him out. Uh, and it has the grandfather or the old guy from Up. Oh yeah, wearing the cap, <laughs> wearing yeah. Captain America. And I'm just like, yes, it looks exactly like yep. that. Get off my lawn. <laughs> What is now, the, the the guy that's playing him uh, is uh, a guy called Wyatt Russell, I think it is. Mm. He's the thing I've son, uh, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Is it? Is he? Tom is nodding no. his head. <laughs> He's Kurt Russell's son. There we go. Okay. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he is... Um, He's one of those actors that's been around, but I don't know if people will know what he's been in. Um, so he was in a, uh, a movie which I very much enjoyed from a couple of years ago called Overlord, uh, which is... Oh, that's that J.J. Uh, Abrams horror yeah, film, we think, isn't it? Yeah, we Nazi it. zombies and stuff like I that. Know. I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those sleeper uh, ones. So, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's, uh, he's an interesting actor. I think he's a, a good actor, and it's just interesting to see somebody else as the cap at this point. He's a good. He, he does definitely progress, and I, I'm interested when he appears on screen because when you first see him, me and Mon were watching this after a couple of bottles of wine, like we do, um, and we were going, "That's not my captain." And Mon was quoting Harry Potter, being like, "How dare you stand where he stood?" Sort of things. Um, <laughs> his outfit's very. I wouldn't say it's very. It's it's the exact same style as Captain America, but it's different colors. Sort of like when you both pick Scorpion and Mortal Kombat, and one of them's yellow, one of them's orange. It's it's dark red and it's dark blue and there's no white on it, which that's what Captain America's outfit had. Um, he's very, uh, I think he's like made off the combo character US Agent. Um, yeah, but uh, I actually, I really enjoyed the first episode for, for Bucky and the Cap because I was sitting there going, okay, cool. After watching WandaVision, time to watch Bucky and the Cap. And Falcon's story was kind of cool seeing uh, uh, GSP come back as Batrock and, you know, fuck, uh, Falcon gets a bit of the shit kicked out of him. But the, all the PTSD stuff with Winter Soldier was fucking awesome. And they keep bringing back Henry Jackman's score for Winter Soldier, that, like, eerie, like, high-pitched screamy sort of thing, that sort of echoey scream. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm loving this. I'm a Winter Soldier guy. This is great. And it's like, Falcon's like, I'm on a boat. I'm trying to help my sister with, with a boat. Um, aren't I cool? And I'm like, no, go back to Fal- go back to Winter Soldier because something's going on there. And then you find out that he's like hanging out with his neighbor who's this like 80, 90-year-old man. And it's just like, why is he hanging out with this guy? It's, it's fucking weird. And then you find out at the, like, at the end of the episode. And what is, uh, is it spoilers? Do people really care? Like this isn't mad. We're four episodes deep. They can yeah. Spoilers are fine. Yeah. Um. That you find out that he's hanging out with this old this old man because he killed his son because it was wrong place, wrong time. And this old man wants to get justice and find out what happened to his son. And Winter Soldier killed him because like he witnessed Winter Soldier killing people. And it's just like that's that's fucking brutal and and pretty dark and twisted and fucked up. And I'm like, I want to see where this keeps going. I was immediately hooked as soon as the show started. I'm, I'm much more of this sort of genre of uh, well, film and TV rather than uh, it's black and white and it's weird magic and we explain nothing and it was Agatha all along. 
See, I, I, I enjoy both, to be honest with you. So I, I've been, I, I enjoyed episode one of this. I think I, I had the same grievances that Fuzzy has already sort of gone through where, where they didn't actually meet up together sort of thing. But I sort mm. of understand it, the, the ideas of that. And I do think it did lay enough breadcrumbs to become a little bit intriguing. It was very clearly episode one was just setting the scene. And, yeah. and you needed to. And I must say, one of the things that I just like credit to them, and I understand that Marvel have been doing films for a very long time now. Yeah. TV, TV like this is really it's a, it's is, a new form is new for them. And considering, look at so many other TV shows which need at least season one to land on their feet and be decent and then move into season two. I think that with both of these series so far, Marvel have proven they can just walk in and go, yeah, we can ace the season one. We can do well with the season one. Yeah. Which is quite impressive because a lot of, a lot of things don't. Yeah, when you go back and look like the first season of Friends or Seinfeld or, you know, even shows like Dexter and Breaking Bad, it's it's very low budget. You can sort of see that, you know, the the set of the police station or, you know, the coffee house or whatever the fuck it might be. It looks a bit weird. Then when, of course, you know, if you jump ahead to season five, like, they've got fucking money everywhere. Like, the set's completely different. The wardrobes are different. Like, the attention to detail and the special effects and everything is completely different. Well, this is just starting off with a pretty damn good budget. And it's using CGI, of course, for Falcon flying everywhere and all that sort of stuff like that. And, and I guess Soldiers they are. are defined characters already, so they don't really yeah. need to do a lot of the back work that a lot of seasons ones would. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't need to introduce the characters and, yeah. Um, I yeah I, I enjoyed this episode. What about you, Fuzzy? Yeah, I just didn't think it did enough. Uh, I think I, I get that they're building a lot of the backstory and trying to you know show a lot of the characters and and where they are and what's going on for them. Um, I I very much think the show um, as it's progressed, sort of spoilers for later on, but I think it's become more of Bucky's story than it has um, uh, of Cap's story of Falcon's story. It's like it, it really is there's more to do with the Bucky character and especially his, like you say, the PTSD and working through a bunch of that stuff. Mm. I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. I just don't think Sam's that interesting as a character. I think he's a good supporting actor, but uh, a, a supporting character, sorry. Um, I, I just don't think there's enough in his, his storyline. And they, yeah, you, know, you talked about you know him trying to borrow money to save you know his family's business and his sister's home and all the rest of it. Like this goes to my point about who the fuck does he work for? Like I thought he was an Avenger, but is he not an Avenger? Because sometimes it seems like he's working for the army, but the army doesn't want him. Like who the fuck is he working for? Because he seems to just show up with dudes at times and have things to do, and it just. Yeah. I think they've they've kind of skipped a beat there about, okay, he's still an Avenger, he's still getting paid to do this shit because there's no way he's doing it for free, right? Well, he says when he's in the <clears throat> when he's in the bank, I can't recall if the bank is episode one or episode two, I assume it's episode one, um, but he says, like, oh, you're an Avenger, like, but you also have no payment summaries. It's like, don't you guys get paid? And he's like, well, it's actually we do it out of goodwill. Like, we don't actually get paid to be an Avenger. And I'm like, when you think about it, that's that's pretty spot on. Like, Thor doesn't need to worry about money. Iron Man doesn't need to worry about money. Like, there's all these characters who don't really need to worry about that sort of stuff. But then there's, you know, Captain America who would have been tied to S.H.I.E.L.D. and he would have been tied to... Well, I don't even know what's after... I don't know, Sword. Maybe he works for Sword. Um, but it's... I would say it's probably... Falcon probably works in the same I don't know, company, organisation, government department as um, War Machine. Like, it's it's the same sort of yeah. homeland defence sort of thing. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's at least what I would take from it. But it was also cool, like giving those background things of like, yeah, Avengers don't get paid. They they save the world, <laughs> so but that's it. Wasn't that the when because Falcon was one of the ones who disappeared, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, so that was the yes. whole thing. So he had disappeared and then he came back and then Iron Man died. So he, I don't think he had that backing of Avengers money, even if money was coming through. Yeah, like and he Tony wasn't Star. an Avenger for long. Um, but still, he was an Avenger. Like, you know, that, and that's the, that's the whole thing. Like, he... I, I, I just think there's there's a missing piece to this puzzle about, okay, I'm now working for these guys because it literally starts and he's, you know, hey, Sam, we need your help to, you know, save these this guy from this terrorist. And it's like, well, who the fuck are you? Yeah, are you I the do. army? Like, you know, where, where's the connection there? And it shows up a couple of times. I think there's a lot of really convenient plot points that just kind of go, okay, now we're just on a, you know, cargo plane going somewhere. Yeah, I'm Like, not- who the fuck runs this thing? I'm- who's Who's... Who's financing him to? Are they financing him to be an Avenger or just be a hero? What are they doing? Like they're just—it's not explained enough. And in a you know shows that are like forty-five minutes long, take two minutes to just say it. Yeah, I'm, I am quite unclear on who that person was who kept calling him and feeding him information. He's like CIA or something, isn't he? But he shows up for like the first episode, maybe the first two episodes, and then he's gone. Like he's he like disappears. He does get the shit kicked out of him. Because it seems to me, though, it seems to me that from my idea, and this delves further into some of the episodes, is that he is more of a, a lot of people coming online on Duty's Discord at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is <laughs> that he seems to be part of. Um, he seems to work with the government. Whereas the Captain America guy seems to work with GRC. Yes. And, is, um, and yes, the Falcon, GRC, the Global Repatriation Council. Company. Yeah. Because <laughs> he does say as well in, in the later episode, is like, we're, we're freelance. You guys have to run your way. We can run however the fuck we want. Like, he, yeah, so he's, yeah. he's probably just freelance. Yeah. It's probably just his shtick. Um, we do also get the, this. Yeah, sorry. There's a lot of weird things around, like you know, who's <laughs> what kind of powers Captain America has to be running around Europe, um, arresting people and all the rest of it. Like, it just just a little bit weird. Wasn't there? A, was there a line in there about you have no jurisdiction or something? Or am I? Making? There was. Yeah. 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 Um, we also do get introduced to the the series villain straight off the bat, which is a organization known as the Flag Smashers, who want to return Earth to. Um, not necessarily by killing everyone, but want to return Earth to pre the unsnapping of Thanos in regards to there were no borders. It was everyone, one world, one people sort of uh, situation. Um, and then we sort of, and that sort of gives us a hint of the CIA guy who's working sort of alongside the, uh, Falcon. Um, he tries to blend in and pretend he's one of them. He tries to stop them. Uh, and we find out that he is a super soldier. So he like fucking kicks the living shit out of people, throws them around, all that sort of stuff like that. Um, and it gives us the thing of, okay, there's more super soldiers out there than just Captain and the Steve Rogers and uh, Bucky. Like there's more than just those two. Um, and that leads on to the second episode. Tell us about it. Second episode is called The Star Spangled Man. Didn't take a look at it on my phone at all. Um, <laughs> the, the, the episode immediately starts with giving us an introduction to John Walker of who he is as sort of a person, but also introducing us to him as sort of the second Captain America. I thought immediately as this episode starts, he's it's he's definitely more showboaty um, than Captain America, but he comes out to the theme of Star Spangled Man, which is the theme that Captain America has in the first one where he's like dancing with the 1940s girls and stuff but like this is you know in the middle of a fucking football field and there's you know trumpets and cheerleaders and all that sort of shit like that um 
introduces us to the character. It gives us conflict, and we get Bucky and Falcon coming together, or Winter Soldier and Falcon coming together, and sort of flat up discussing like, why did you give up the shield? Steve gave that to you. He gave it to you for a reason. Falcon just blowing it off, being like, "Hey, man, it wasn't your shield, not your problem. Fuck off." Um, we do get some hilarious things where it's like, "Oh, we got to go deal with a threat. It's either one of the big three: wizards, robots, or aliens." And it's like, "Oh, <laughs> I like that." And I was like, "Hey, this is not a bad idea." And, it's, and they they go into a little this little no, nothing of a conversation tidbit breakdown of what a wizard is, and it's like, "How do you know about Gandalf?" I'm like, "I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it came out." <laughs> It's like Doctor Strange isn't a wizard, but he doesn't wear a hat. He's a sorcerer. Just like this fun little shit that you yeah, get together. Yeah. Um, from there, we find out that they're, they're wanting to find the, the flag smashers. They want to track them down. Um, we get a little bit of sort of uh, conflict between Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier wants to know what's going on, what's the plan, because he's essentially, you know, third wheeling into his operation. Uh, and then from there, we find out that... Uh, Emphis Ness from the Solo movie uh, is in this film, in the series, and she's a super soldier as well. They have this really cool fight on top of a, on top of two semi trucks, and John Walker, Captain America, rocks up in a helicopter, and he somehow holds his own for a brief moment, and he knows how to use the shield. Which, yeah, the shield's not Molnir, like you don't need to be worthy to use it, but he's using it in precision, like Captain America yeah, would. Yeah, that was a bit shit. Like he was like immediately doing that like double bouncing shield thing and like getting back to his hands. And I know they they had a thing briefly where they explained it because it was all about magnets, but it it was a bit shit that he's all of a sudden just Steve Rogers again. It, well, yeah, sorry. When did they? When did they actually? Did they actually tell us? Mm. That he wasn't a super soldier. He's not a super soldier. No, he's. I know. I know. Yeah, he's yeah. not. But did they actually tell us, or we were just meant to know that? Well, with the. With I th- well, it becomes fairly. I think it becomes fairly apparent just later in these battles that yeah, he's yeah. he's very well, underpowered, and I think they they talk about it quite seriously in in later episodes. Well, there's actually a co- really cool nod that's actually in that scene. Um, in the truck fight. In the truck fight. Um, I didn't actually notice it when I was watching it, but some, but I was reading another thing that said it, is there's actually a um, nod back to a previous shot. So when Winter Soldier was originally introduced, there's a sword throw and Winter Soldier turns around and catches the shield with his metal arm. And in this one, the mm-hmm. exact same thing happens. However, he catches the shield with his human arm. Yeah. And it's sort of like a thing where when Steve threw it, he needed to use the the metal arm. He needed to use proper force to throw the shield where he's just like throwing it like a fucking frisbee. Yeah. 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 I yeah, I picked up on that as well and I went, hang on. Um, I, I, I was speaking to Ian about it as well. He thought the truck fight was shit and the CGI was awful and everything's bad because he thinks it's bad. Um, I thought this scene was fucking cool as fuck. I thought it was it was pretty sweet. I love sort of... The, the, the tight knitness because it was like on a it was on a freeway or, or road but it was very close to like tree lines and stuff so like Falcon had to watch out if he like fell and deployed his wings like away from trees and shit I thought that was cool um, John Walker rocks up and just fucks everything up he immediately gives away his shield like to to uh, what's his name Battlestar or whatever it is his, his random ass sidekick character who's his best friend falls off the truck and he just throws his shield under him to protect him like cool you have no weapon and you're just a man what are you going to do now there, bucko? <laughs> like, it's, it was a really cool fight. I thought it was cool. Um, fuck, what else can I you really say my, about that? Look, I will, say, I will say just with, um, with how the fight goes, like, I think some, some of the CGI in this was not as 
great as I wanted it to be. But um, I did like how Falcon sort of developed and he's using his wings as shields properly and doing all sorts of stuff. Like the way that he fights is quite cool, but I just don't think that, yeah, like they, they've spent a lot of money on this, but not movie budget money, which is a little bit disappointing. Well, yeah, well, they've, they've, I, I think they've, they've successfully made Falcon more interesting yes. as a combatant and stuff like I, I find him a lot more enjoyable to watch um, and he's not like flying shooting a giant flying space creature and he doesn't with, have the guns with, coming with, out of his wrist yeah as well. I was about to say with uh, MP5s um, uh, they weren't MP5s whatever they were but like little tiny Submachine guns, submachine yeah. gun pistols, machine yeah. pistols, pretty much. Um, so I think that's a little bit cooler. The only issue that I have with this fight scene in general is I feel like, and even compared to episode, some of the stuff we see in episode three and four, mm-hmm. it makes uh, Winter Soldier's power level in this doesn't seem. He doesn't seem as strong or as capable as he does in, say, the next episode or the episode after this. I feel like they needed to be at more of a disadvantage during this, so they sort of underpowered Winter Soldier. In, I, fe- I in, feel like in this fight, I feel like Winter Soldier yeah. though wouldn't go full ham because he's like you see him sort of. I wouldn't say mentally snap, but you see how easy it is in in episode three for him to just fluidly get back into the movement and the riv- and the rhythm of being the Winter Soldier, like when he is the Winter Soldier, and you just go like. That was too easy for him to just like go down this yeah. path. I am wondering whether that's the thing they're sort of meant to. In this fight scene, he is not the Winter Soldier. No, like, he's, he, he's he, Bucky. He, he's he's Bucky, and Bucky has to learn how to fight as Bucky, which yeah. is what I'm sort of. I'm wondering whether that is the case, but it's just like he he is a super, and they haven't. I don't think they've showed it particularly well in any of the films mm-hmm. with Bucky. But he's a super soldier who has a fucking vibranium a vibranium arm, mm. like versus them. He should be able to match them two for two. He's also a ki- essentially a killing machine, so he should. He should be beating the shit through them. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'll say I'll defend that with like the whole the whole thing with like him and the the therapist that he has is like don't kill people, don't hurt people. He has all these PTSD flashbacks. Oh, he has one PTSD flashback, but you assume he has more. Um, of him just like when he was going and killing people, you see during episode three where like he pretends to, to pretends to be the Winter Soldier and how quickly it is for him to just take someone's weapon and take out a knife and stuff like that and nearly fucking kill them and stuff like that. Um. So I, I would, yeah, I would think he's trying to be reserved and trying not to fall back down that loophole of, of being the Winter Soldier. Cause he, well, it goes to that, that conversation he's having with his therapist as well, where she's saying to him, you know, rule number one is like, don't hurt anybody. And he's, I think you're, you're right. He's holding back a little bit, and then, yeah, there are moments where you see him sort of snap a little bit and yeah, get back into that those old habits. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on episode two? We get we get a bit more conflict between um, <clears throat> Walker and Falcon and the Winter Soldier when like they get kicked off the truck and then went, uh, and then U.S. agent because he's not Captain America gets kicked off the truck as well and then they're just like walking down the road and they have that sort of long shot of them talking. I do, I do enjoy that shot. I enjoy that shot of the car driving in front of them and them just being like, "Nah, fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they open the door and they keep walking. I, I thought that was cool. And then just that one line of like. Uh, what does he say? Like, oh, I, I really think the people could get around if Captain America had his sidekick Falcon with him. And Falcon just like, get me off this fucking truck. <laughs> then just get out fucking and walk out. Sidekick. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I thought that was, I think the tension between 
both Falcon and Winter Soldier because clearly these characters don't necessarily get along, but they're starting to, as the show progresses, they're starting to become mates. But I, look, I, I still think they like this whole, you know, we don't get along thing. It's just really contrived. I, I, like there, I there's no, I, I, I see no reason for them to dislike each other whatsoever in the first place. Like they, they have, you know, a mutual best friend and they seem to not be able to get along but, outside of that. Well, it's, I'm not sure that I'm <clears> getting that. I'm not getting that from their relationship at all, personally. Like not that they don't get along. Like it seems to me that, yes, they're close friends they just disagree on a lot of things that's that's more what i'm getting i, th- I think the whole um, i get the tension thing because you, you get the whole like spiel of like why gave- are you upset with falcon it's like he gave away the shield and he you know steve gave it to the person he thought was fit for the role and if he thinks he's wrong about that then steve was wrong about me being able to be a good person and i'm like that is a that is a hardcore line like that's 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 some deep shit and falcon just goes whoop de doo and I'm like, oh, I'm like, stop trying to be cool, Anthony Mackie. Like, that is a that is a, that is is a big, like, fucking personality, psychological fucking problem, and he just blows it off like it's nothing. I'm like, that's where your tension is staying because Winter Soldier can't get over the fact that he's just given up the shield and it's changed his perspective on himself. Are they going to be the bestest of friends by the end of this year? Yeah, probably. Probably. Or they both have the shield, and it's like they're sort of sort of like that fight when Captain America and, Winter, and Winter Soldier take on Iron Man, how they're both throwing the shield off against an enemy. I feel like we're going to get that in the last episode. I think this, uh, this series, I, I think, is clearly setting up Falcon to actually become Captain America. Yeah, he becomes Captain America. In the books. one thousand percent. Like it's it's like every single like you know, revelation along the way is like him going, "Well, I need to get the shield back," and they they have those conversations in several episodes where it's like. Okay, we definitely need. Yeah, you shouldn't have given it away. I understand that now. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah. Oh, uh, but before we go into episode three as well, uh, the truck fight's roughly in the middle of the film. Uh, oh, the episode. Sorry. Um, they find out that yes, they're super soldiers. Where the super soldiers come from? Uh, Winter Soldier says to no, no, Winter Soldier, super soldiers. Yep. Uh, Winter Soldier says to Falcon, "I've got something to show you." They go to is it New Orleans or Nashville or they, Louisiana or somewhere. Um, and he meets this character called Isaiah, and he is a super soldier who fought Winter Soldier in Cuba. Or, or he, he fought him somewhere, and he kicked the shit out of Winter Soldier. Um, and he's just this you know, another character with PTSD. But he got experimented on. He got thrown in prison. He got you know he got done wrong. Um, and it just goes to show, like, yeah, there are more super soldiers out here. And the one person they need to find out of where are these super soldiers coming from everything sort of let's let's find our ways back to the flag smashers is they need baron uh zemo which is played mm. by daniel Bru. Huh? what's it fuzzy <laughs> looking at the wrong person <laughs> uh, fucking i forgot close enough yeah um daniel bruja i think it's daniel bruja bruja um wow he's not i, I think it's just brawl like, yeah daniel brawl's yeah. german yeah Boah. um and yeah so essentially the bad guy from actually from no way i think he might be spanish <laughs> no he's german yeah <laughs> um yeah so and that he's goes Spa- no wait he's spanish german there you go oh he's well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were both wrong um he, well oh, this is a this is a, his real name here we go daniel cesar martin brawl gonzalez domingo Right. That is a fucking mouthful. Imagine writing that in official government forms. Uh, (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of names in there. Episode three, yeah. Episode three, fuzzy. 
Okay, so episode three, we see uh, we we basically get the uh, the conversation between Zemo and uh, and Bucky, um, which is which is a lot of fun because the first thing Zemo tries to do is fucking activate him as the Winter Soldier again. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I just wanted to see what would happen, and I I thought that was really cool. Just to, he's still trying to fuck shit up, and it just it. it kind of sets out how his character's going to be for the whole show um, is really this is a guy kind of like Loki who may help you or may fucking stab you in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, you're, you're not quite sure what he's going to do. Um, so that was fun. They um, uh, basically, uh, well, Bucky breaks him out of prison um, in some very, you know, super spy kind of ways which is pretty fun uh and they they go to this place which uh, they're just making up called madripoor it's in the comics it's in the comics okay which is kind of like you know they they kind of want to make up all of these places so they don't actually have to use real places so they can be whatever they want them to be it's kind of like hong kong um but not or singapore or something like that i thought Mm. it was like it's like a dodgy corner of singapore yeah yeah yeah. it's 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 Uh, in the books basically it is uh it is a a city state to itself which is just run by criminals um and they go there to uh track down the super soldier serum and who's making it um they introduce a character called the power broker or they refer to them at least um and uh yeah basically the power broker is behind uh, getting some of this ex-Hydra scientist to create the su- uh, the Super Soldier Serum. Yep. Um, we don't know who the power broker is yet. I'm sh- I'm sure that's going to be some sort of reveal at some stage during the show. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they basically uh, oh, they run into um, Sharon Carter uh, at this point, who is basically this badass super secret agent now on the run. Um, living as a fugitive in Madripoor because for some reason they don't allow her back. Um, they forgive everybody else but her for some reason. Yeah, so yeah, she she got done for helping, you know, Captain uh, Team America for Captain America team in uh, in Civil War, but because everyone else was an Avenger and they needed, you know, they essentially got pardoned for saving the world, where she didn't get pardoned because she helped a fugitive and she did well, nothing just, else besides that. But that's the thing, right? Like they forgive the fugitive, but they don't forgive her. <laughs> I mind you, yeah, yeah. I mean, she yeah. could, she could have also died, like snapped. You know, yeah, I'm just forgotten. About it's, it's just it's just one of those things that just didn't like. It's another one of those parts that doesn't quite add up. Like she seems to have not been forgiven for all of her part and everything when everyone else is forgiven. Anyway, besides the point, she helps them uh, track down all of this stuff. Um, there's a really there's some cool fight scenes. Um, there's a an extended dance scene in a I did say that. Yeah, that, that with was... um with oh for fuck's sake, that was fucking Zemo funny. does this. Zemo dances like your dad. He's supposed to blend into a, into a club or something, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And it's just hilarious because I actually saw there's a there's an extended thing that was on Twitter, which was extended scenes of Zemo dancing, and it's just awful. He d- he literally dances like your dad would dance at a wedding. Yeah, apparently, he completely just ad-libbed it. He, yeah. just, he just started dancing. You can tell. <laughs> no, but, but he was just like, I just have this idea. He's been locked away in a German prison for all this time. This mm. is the first time he will have been in this environment for a while. So he's just like excited and having a little bit of a boogie. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I really like what they're doing with Zemo in this. Yeah. yeah I, he I, gets, to, gets to have a little bit of fun in this one, which is pretty cool. He, yeah. he does actually sort of like, that, that was one of the complaints for Civil War was Zemo was the bad guy for Civil War. He is a 
Oh, not fairly big deal, but he is a decent villain in the books. Um, he's not referred to as Baron Zemo, it's just Zemo. But then this episode, when, you know, at the start of it, he's broken out of prison, they go to one of his safe houses or they go to one of his one of his houses, he's loaded with money. He's oh, you forget about the private jet that they jump on. <laughs> yeah, like private jet, he's loaded with money. And, and they ask him, like, how do you have this money? He's like, I'm a Baron. And I'm just like, perfect. His name's Zemo. He is an actual Baron. He wears the Baron Zemo mask. He wears the effort. It, it's it's for, for those fans that were upset with Zemo just being, you know, oh, my family was killed with the, the Avengers or whatever, then you'll, you'll be satisfied with that. They have the whole, like, sneaking onto into Mandrapore, like everyone pretending to be someone. And that's where Winter Soldier has to pretend to be Winter Soldier. And, like, he, he speaks to him in, in Russian being like, you know, Winter Soldier activates stuff like that in the pub. And conveniently for Falcon, there's another black guy who looks identical <laughs> to him. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a bit of a, a bit of a thing. He had to drink, like, you know, they went to the bar and it's like, oh, do you want your, your favorite order or your, your, your preferred drink? And it was like fucking snake organ shot or something like that. It's just... It was it was weird for the sake of being weird sometimes, um, but it was cool. Like that that was the aforementioned you know, Winter Soldier turning you know easily just like going back into the rhythm of being the Winter Soldier, like pretending that he was like disarming someone, nearly killing them until you know he gets told not to. And I, I think that's the the earlier point that both you guys brought up, where Winter Soldier gets the shit kicked out of him by the flag smashers, but in Mandrapore he just goes back into that rhythm. Um, yeah, I, I thought episode three was fucking sick, and it ends on like. Probably one of the coolest cliffhangers that both WandaVision and, and, you know, currently now these Marvel shows have done, where they sort of, they go to Mandrapore. I'm sorry, I'm cutting Fuzzy off. Fuzzy, you're supposed to be doing this episode. This, this episode. <laughs> no, you're doing fine. No, right? you're doing fine. Uh, <laughs> no, they, I, I think this, you, you're talking about the uh, the bombing of the facility or... Yeah, yeah, so the, there's, yeah. The, there's the, the, the bombing of the... The Flag Smashers go to a facility. They steal uh, supplies that they need, you know, just to feed people. And, you know, the, the, the character of... I can't remember her name. I can look it up on my phone. She's em- the Emphis Ness character. Carly Morgan. That's it. Thank Carly. you. Um, it's played by the same character who plays Emphis Ness in uh, Solo. Um, and her character and, and Carly, very similar. Stealing from the Empire, giving it to the Rebels, that sort of song. And I went, oh, here we fucking go. She's going to be the exact same character she is in Solo. But then she kills people, like blows up a building, and there's people inside, and then she goes, that's the only language I'll understand. I'm like, oh, I like this. You've, you've, you've given us like a couple of episodes of her being her character in Solo, and then she's just flat out fucking kills people. And I'm like, that's a cool twist. I like that. Um, but no, the, the very end of the episode is they're going to a, a safe house. Um, Baron Zemo, Winter Soldier, and, and, and Falcon. Um, and Winter Soldier's like, oh, I'll be there in a second. I'm going to go for a walk. And he starts noticing these little beads. And Mon goes, what the fuck is he picking up? And I went, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, this is going to be good. And it's a fucking agent of Wakanda just fucking standing there wanting Zemo. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> fuck, that was a good ending. Yep. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it is awesome to, to have that extra little bit in here as well. So it adds uh, another layer to the show. It seemed to be very sort of, uh, I suppose, one storyline going throughout it. And this this adds that extra little bit of intrigue to, to what's happening. Yeah, and it, and it's it's personally, like, it was for me one of those things of, and it was the thing that I brought up when we talked about the Black Panther film. I'm like, where's Winter Soldier? Why isn't Winter Soldier in this battle? Why is Martin Short in this? What the fuck is going on? And then it's like, all right, cool. Well, you know, this ties into his time as, you know, the White Wolf 
in Wakanda a bit as well. And I kind of like that, that when um, it is in the second episode, when Winter Soldier's sneaking around, Falcon's like, you like the White Panther? And he's like, it was the White Wolf. And he's like, what? Nothing. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was cool. I like that. And I, I like the sort of, the reference, the ties, the pullbacks to, like Fuzzy said, like what they've been doing between films. We're not necessarily getting it with Falcon, but we're getting it with the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I will, I will say one thing that they've done so far with these first four episodes, when you compare it to WandaVision, is obviously WandaVision was very contained, mm. whereas this feels like part of the bigger, and yeah. it, and it, it it's connect it's a lot better connected. But which I guess when you're when you're going for this style of thing, it kind of has to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do I, I I understand completely what you mean, and it, and it definitely it it feels well connected, and has given an opportunity to explain things like that as as you said like yeah. probably the reason why you don't see him in Wakanda is because he's still a broken shell of a man who can't control himself sort of thing yeah so, and it was, it, which but you don't know that yeah. until it shows it yeah so. yeah um, is there anything we want to say on episode 3 before we get to 4 Fuzzy um, you've barely uh, look, I, I do enjoy the I've enjoyed the parts where like you know the action sequences and Zemo puts on his you know Zemo mask and all of a sudden becomes like a super ninja, uh, jumping around and kicking ass. And he like you know takes the mask off, and it's Daniel Brawl again. It's it's clearly a different guy because Daniel Brawl can't move like that. <laughs> I I just it's just a really uh, those moments where you know these seemingly normal people can become ninjas. Uh, all of a sudden, it's 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 a little bit. Uh, it takes you out of the believability of the uh, the, the show. Yeah, and that, and that scene as well, they find the scientist who has created the, the super soldier oh, yeah, serum. We didn't even talk about yeah. that. Uh, and Zemo just flat up shoots him in the head. Well, like when they're trying to get information, like how many files are there? How'd you do it? Or Zemo just flat up just shoots him straight in the head. And yes, <clears> and from that, we then see, uh, what's her name? Carly. Huh? Carly Morgan there. Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, that's right. Revenge. Um. Yeah, we see her sort of react to that, and then she gets into a car and speaks to somebody that something that they have yeah, a problem. Yeah, she yeah she seems to have a bit of a, a double agent thing. I think she works for the power broker. I think she is a power broker. Oh, you think she is the power broker? Yeah, mm. I'm thinking so. She has like original what is it like fucking Van Gogh paintings in her house and all that sort of stuff like that. Like that's a that's a pretty baller move. No, no, but she she was a stolen She's, art broker. Yeah, she true. Was selling the art, she wasn't. She didn't uh, own it. I, I'm thinking she is the the power broker, but like, I'm I'm hoping that it'll be like some other new actor. Oh, she or does go. I ha- I have access to a satellite in the next episode. Yeah, that's so, true. So she, I I theorize she, she, I think that's interesting if she w- is the power broker, and that makes sense why she doesn't want to go back to America. Very good point. Very good point. Um, yeah, is there anything else on this episode before we before we call this episode and move on to? I would consider the fucking coolest episode next. <laughs> I do think the next episode is probably the best one so far. Mm. Yeah, probably. So, considering you two shared that last one, who wants to speak about this one? <laughs> who wants to go through this? I'll leave it to Fuzzy. I'm sorry, Fuzzy. I took over your episode. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, so um, in this uh, in this episode, we get uh, we get the Wakandans doing their thing. Um, they're basically here to to take down uh, Zemo because he killed the king. Um, and, but they give uh, Bucky eight hours to uh, to sort out some stuff. So there's some spy stuff going on here. 
um, they tracked down uh, Carly to, um, uh, yeah, basically try and, and, and negotiate with her and, and get her to stop. Uh, Sam goes in to talk to her um, and then Captain America freaks out and uh, and ru- ruins the day. Yeah. Uh, um, and then they uh, basically, the um, they get to a point where... Um, the super soldier serum uh, drops out on the ground. Zemo starts smashing it all, all except for one vial, which Captain America picks up and is clearly going to use later, um, which he definitely does. Um, <laughs> and it's this, yeah, there's some interesting fight sequences in here where um, we get to see a little bit more action. I think that's probably why it is definitely one of the better episodes because it is more actiony. Yeah, um, it's starting to get to a head. Um, and yeah, I think those are the, the, the major plot points of this one. It is a lot more action. Uh, it is very much Carly trying to negotiate with Sam, but also trying to get her way. There's, there's some sort of subplot going on with him. Like, I don't know quite what their end game is at this point, but it feels like something's happening that we, uh, that hasn't been revealed. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It gives us a bit of backstory as well. Cause it, it, it like it it does a little recappy thing at the start of of Winter Soldier meeting up with it's not a Koye but it's it's a it's essentially the person who helped Winter Soldier I can't recall the actual character name um, but it is essentially one of those like Black Panther's sort of personal bodyguards um, and you get a flashback of of her you know trying to reactivate the Winter Soldier by saying the the, the phrases and Bucky's not responding to it and he's just like he's crying with joy because he's free um you know and then after you know shit goes down um wakanda go the wakandan uh, uh ag- the agents of wakanda it's a comic book series but that's what i'm fucking calling it. the agents of wakanda they go into um zemo's apartment and a fucking fight breaks out and, you know we see winter soldier get the living shit kicked out of him we and winter soldier's a super soldier we get captain america getting the shit kicked out of him and like he gets pinned down like they throw a spear through the leather straps behind the shield and pin him into a table i'm like that's fucking cool but the coolest thing of that fight was one of them just touches Winter Soldier's arm and turns something and his arm just falls off. And I'm like, that's like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> that's fucking cool. <laughs> that's like, that's that's a weakness for the Winter Soldier because like the whole thing was like, what's his fucking weakness? Like if you hold it, like Steve Rogers, Captain America was like, yeah, if you pin down his metal arm, he's screwed. Like he's got nothing. Well, this one's like, there's a deactivation sequence to make his fucking arm fall off. It's cool as fuck. But like, it's pretty cool, it's and set- I like the moment where uh, where Captain New Cap starts saying things like, "Oh, they they weren't even super soldiers, and they kicked my ass." And yeah, like that's that's the moment he decides that he's going to take the serum to become a super soldier. Yeah, and it it, it it's it 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 provides this episode provides a pretty decent like good cop bad cop character arc, if you will, for Falcon because the whole thing is like Winter Soldier is just there, like like if shit goes down. Falcon is still just a guy. Like, he's a guy with wings. Like, that's his thing. But, like, Winter Soldier can at least defend, attack, so on and so forth. He's the, he's, you know, in, in certain shots, he's the quiet, you know, guy in the background. Where, as you said, Fuzzy, they, they have the scene where they find where Kylie is. John Walker just goes, let's go in and let's get in. And it's like, well, no, she's grieving. This is the best time to talk to her and reason with her. Because once she's made up her mind after this, there's no going back. And, and that's the point. Like that, that, that to me, that scene where he's doing that and then Falcon actually goes in and speaks to her and he's more reasonable and stuff. That's meant to be drawing the ties between him and Steve Rogers. It's meant to be showing yeah. him as 
that sort of character. Yeah, definitely. Because that's what Steve would do anyways. Like, yeah. that's that's the whole fucking thing for uh, Civil War. Um, but I really love the, the whole thing of, um, like, Winter Soldier just standing in front of the door trying to block him off, being like, you're not going it. Like, give him his time. They somehow get around him. Don't know how. But No, he agrees to go with them. Because uh, he's like, your friend could be... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. He doesn't say fucking, but he says... Yeah, you could be dead or whatever. And then he decides to... Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then it's... Fuzzy, you can do the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it, really. Um, we, we get... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the part where um, Carly actually kills... Um, uh, Battlestar. Uh, what's his name? Battlestar. And that's, that's when uh, Captain America snaps... And it's pretty cool. And he he chases down one of the flag smashers, um, knocks him over in the in this middle of the city square, and literally just like decapitates him with the shield, which is uh, gives gives us a really awesome final shot where it's uh, sort of the camera pans around slowly, and then there's just blood all over the shield. People are watching him, seeing what's happening. So something, uh, yeah, it, something's going to go down. Captain America is no longer going to be Captain America. It's it's kind of cool. Um, a good way, like yeah, you talked about the cliffhanger on the the last episode. I thought that was a really cool uh, cool moment to to end on um, because the potential for things to go crazy from here is is limitless. A hundred percent. I think that 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 shot at the end with him with the blood on his shield was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. I think I think the angle that they had that shot from, I think they could have done it better. They could have made it. Look they could have it dripping cooler. off the shield or something. I, I, I don't know. I, I I would have liked them to have tweaked that before. Um, well, I will just say though, like it's a lot for them to show blood um, because yeah. you see you see a lot of like you know there's a lot of fight scenes. There was a scene with um with with Sharon Carter like she has a basically a knife fight with three dudes and stabs the crap out of them and you don't see any blood at all. Um, so it's a lot for them to show blood. It means, you know, it's it's quite a significant moment within Marvel. They tend to shoot a lot of people. There's arrows going into people. You might see scrapes and cuts and things like that, but you don't actually see the blood come off. So uh, that, I think, is a really, you know, highlights how significant it is for the series and and, and Marvel shows as, as a whole. Yeah, yeah good. That's, that's actually a really good point. Yes, I think this is this is definitely opening it up to at, at at this point. I mean, I had been watching, so I watched the first two episodes one week after the other. Then these two episodes, I banked up and watched them together. Mm. Uh, after the end of this one, this is probably the first ending of one of these episodes that has made me go, "All right, I'm watching the next one as soon as it drops because I need to know what happens oh, next. Yeah. Need to know." Yeah. And look, I think for the next one, they've teased that there's some sort of very significant uh, cameo com- uh, coming in. Um, they uh, have not said exactly who it is, but they're saying it's a, a character that exists within the Marvel Universe, hasn't been on screen before. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, so please tell me it's old man Steve Trevor. That'd be awesome. Su- no, the, the surprise introduction. Oh, surprise introduction. Yeah. That's what I saw. I don't know. So it's a new MCU character that they're introducing. Yeah, it's a, it's a new character. I don't believe... I think that what they're saying is it's not like, a, hey, we're teasing this character because they've got some movies coming up kind of thing. Yeah. But it is very much a new character which will have... which will be fairly significant. So, 
looking forward to seeing what that might be. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of speculation around it at this stage. I won't go into it because there's zero rumours that hold any credibility at this point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think this is, like, because how many episodes have we got to go? Is it? A, it's going to be, like, eight or nine episodes, isn't it? It's a six, I think it's a six-episode show going on IMDb. It's only got six episodes yeah, listed. it's pretty short. Yeah, so it's only okay. episodes left. Well, easy way to tell. When does Loki get released? June. Oh, is Loki not the next one? Loki will be the next show, but it releases in June. Oh. Mm. Okay, so they have a gap? Yeah. I thought they were... Oh, gonna, no. I thought they were <laughs> a going, gap? Well, so they had the momentum going. I thought they wanted to continue the momentum. That's surprising, actually. Unless they, like, randomly drop something, being like, this is our next show or something, but I don't think they'll do that without teasing anything. Maybe they'll fool me into watching those Avenger recap things so they explain who the characters are again. Quite possibly. I, I, watched uh, them, I watched them on <laughs> Disney Plus. They're, they're like fifteen minutes of literally just a clip show. They're actually like for somebody who doesn't know the movies, they're decent. So it takes a character and it goes through their entire story throughout oh, the cool. previous films and has clips throughout the previous films and explains okay. the backstory. Right. Um, so they did one for Vision for Wanda, and I'm assuming they've done one for Bucky and Falcon. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're right, guys. It is six episodes in total. So, yeah, we've got two left to go, which will be very interesting. Um, yeah, there's, there's – I, look, I know we're starting to see a lot of teasers for things now as well um, within the uh, – you know, online, there's there's a bunch of stuff. I saw one today about um, uh, Oscar Isaac, um, who is training mm-hmm. to be Moon Knight. Saw that. Um, so there was the yeah, – basically, it's a couple of minutes of him just, like, punching on t- dudes to uh, Rage Against the Machine, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and there's also all the new talks of uh, the new villain who they believe will be replacing Thanos, which is uh, time. He deals with time. Thinking Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. That's for MN. Uh, what about Kodos? That's not. Uh, he's a he's a decent villain, but he I don't think he'll be the next Thanos. The next Thanos has got to be like Galactus or something. Like it's got to be a, a or the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, or the Scarlet Witch. I want no. You can't do Null. Not yet. Um, so as you far get as null, releases... You get Null after Thor 4, if anything. <laughs> as far as releases go, we've got uh, the next one coming up, I think, is the Loki TV show in June. Yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of months to wait till that happens. And then after that, we've got um, Black Widow. Baby. In July, yeah. And then, we'll then have I, next, think, I think, yeah, there's a bunch of... There's, there's big gaps. And then <laughs> I think Venom... It's coming out at some stage. Yes, and Venom can bring in Null. No, you need you need to do no. Thor four to bring in Null. Why? Oh, and uh, one thing Null I did see this morning as well uh, was oh. the uh, t- uh, teasers for the character models of uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Um, so as as it always happens, the toys have revealed what the characters are going to look like. Um, so there's a, a toy line for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So that's coming in September, I think, this year. Oh, there was a thing as well I saw on um, no Boss Logic. He he's a he's an Australian artist, I think he is, but he does a lot of pop culture art and stuff like that. There was a teaser thing. I don't know if it's true. It's probably not. It's probably just fan art. But it was uh, the Disney Plus logo. But it was in a outside, raining New York church rooftop. And it was Disney and the plus was the cross on the roof. And it was a red cross with a little guy hanging off it. And I'm like, oh, please do Daredevil. Please do Daredevil. Do another Daredevil. Because mm. that Netflix Daredevil series was fucking cool as fuck. 
It had its moments. They probably will do Daredevil. Mm. Daredevil's a relatively known character already. Like, I feel like that'd be. It would be strange to continually bring in like the New Eternals Hades. and Shang Chi yeah. and not just bring def- Daredevil. Bring, bring in. the Defenders back, like, because there's rumors that Charlie Cox, John Bernthal, and Kristen Ritter were like, "Yep, they come. They're, they're going to be coming back as as their characters." I'm like, please, please, just please do a Heroes for Hire TV show because that would be fucking awesome. I want Luke Cage and I want Iron Fist back. Because I, I, I love those characters. I suspect they're not going to use the same characters. I, I don't reckon they'd use the same actors because Marvel wants to do their own thing. Yeah, but there were pseudo sets in the MCU because they were all talking about the incident and it was like photos and newspapers of things coming out of the sky. Well, and they were originally, but now I think Marvel have gone, nah, we want full control of everything. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, this episode is getting a little long in time. Does anyone have any negatives about the show in general so far that they want to bring up before um, we probably get back to this in, I don't know, maybe four weeks' time after Mortal Kombat and, and talk about the series as a whole? Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, I, I, I have found this show to be slow. Um, it's, it's kind of like a really slow Sunday afternoon dad spy movie. Um, <laughs> it's... It's okay. It, like, I, I'm enjoying the fight sequences. I think the development of Bucky's character has been really great. Uh, Sam just doesn't do much for me, um, to be honest. I just... Uh, look, I, I, I think WandaVision, at least for me, like, if, if we're doing direct comparisons, mm-hmm. it was it was asking some questions that made you think, like, you, you, you know, whether or not you liked it was completely different. It was, But it just... It, it was something different. It, this just feels like it's ground we've trodden over before. So it's it's kind of not hooking me in apart from the action sequences, of which there are not as many as I would like. Yeah, I guess the the thing really with Sam's character, and I think you touched th- well, you did touch on that. Uh, well, I think we all did. Was the uh, how he's not as interesting as Bucky's character, really. Um, no. and but it, you, you even see that as well is that I think it's episode yeah it's episode four when Carly calls his sister um, and starts talking to him and it was almost like a remember the part of backstory we were trying to give Falcon that's here too remember his sister in the boat Guys, the boat. Ah, <laughs> uh, when the sister calls him when he's pretending to be someone in Mandrapur as well. It's like, yeah, I'm going to own that bank. I'm like, okay, Anthony Mackie, dial it back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, remember this other subplot? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pointless. Like, I mean, you've got, you know, they, they are longer episodes. Obviously, you know, WandaVision was like 20, 30 minutes. Like, these are like 40-minute episodes. Yeah. You've got a lot of time to play with, and that's what you focus on. Like, you, come on, get to the meat of what we want to see. Like, yeah, absolutely, we, we want these characters to be personalised and be, you know, real 3D characters, but they kind of just don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I'm absolutely loving this show compared to WandaVision. WandaVision was confusing, boring mess, where for me this is like, this is fucking great. I, I know what's going on. I've, like, loved Winter Soldier. This This... Series is very much the first act of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It's very much of that saving hostages and finding a and bomb, like all that sort of espionage spy sort of stuff. Um, and I, I think it's great. I, I would have liked something, though, where, like, yes, Captain America Shield isn't Molnir, like you don't need to be worthy to use it sort of thing, but, like, John Walker just uses it and he's basically fucking perfect at it, where, like, it would have been cool if there was an element to it where... 
a little bit similar to Age of Ultron, where Captain America's suit had magnets on it, so if it was on the ground and not bouncing off something, he could pick it up. But, like, if he threw it and then activated magnets to bring it back... So I was like, well, he's still throwing the shield. It's still coming back to him, but it's not bouncing and rebounding off things and he's, you know, being Captain America, like, actually getting it back. Like, he's using the magnet to pull it back. I thought that would have been a cool little mechanic to add to it. Um, Look, I, I think with, with all of these things, like, it's it's very much they make a point that, you know, this John Walker is, like, this super, like, he's a super soldier in the sense that he does things amazingly well. He's got a couple of medals of honour. He's, you know, he's this amazing dude as far as the army is concerned. Um, but, yeah, it just, yeah, uh, it, it needed more of that he's training to be Captain America type thing, I think. Yeah, it's very much that, it's that what-if scenario where in the first Captain America film where Tommy Lee Jones was like, give it to him, he's the fastest, he's the fittest, he's the this, he's the that, where it's like, well, Steve Rogers jumped on top of a grenade, sort of like that heart of him. And they even bring that up, like, did you jump on top of a grenade? He's like, well, yeah, I put my helmet down because my helmet's a fucking... And I'm just like, well, that, that's not the... That's not what he's asking. Like, have you sac- tried to sacrifice yourself to save others? Not, I put a helmet on top of a grenade because it can hold ballistic damage or whatever. Like, I, I like that. It's very much a what if um, from yeah. the original callback of the first Captain America film. Um, um, when, um, when's what if? When's that coming out? Blah, I don't know. It's uh, animated at the end as well. of the year. I think that's sort of like uh, September, October. Okay. It's yeah. going to be one of those ones that gets probably released on Disney Plus, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 got Michael Rooker, it's got Chris Hemsworth, it has Chadwick Boseman. Um, I'm fairly sure it does to voice T'Challa because um, there was the crossover tease for that of Star-Lord and Black Panther being swapped. Um, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I don't know when that is. And that's got like Peggy Carter, Captain America, or Captain Britain or whatever. Yeah, I think it's, um, uh, I think they've said summertime. Um, so it's one of those when, whenever the fuck we get to finish it. Um, so it'll be yeah, sometime around the end of the year for uh, Disney+. Plus. Hmm. Well, last thing I'll say before we before we call it is um, the new character that they're going to introduce for some point. I'm calling it as Captain Britain. You're gonna, uh, they're going to bring in Captain Britain because we got we got Red Guard, which is uh, the fucking Russian version of, of Captain America in Black Widow, which is David Harbour. We've got Captain America. I'm like, we'll have Captain Britain. I think that'll be the next because it's very Europe based at the moment. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It would be interesting if they introduce some non-American. Yeah. Nah. Look, I, I think what's going to happen is you know we're we're going to get um, John Walker goes completely off the wall. Oh yeah. Um, we, oh yeah. We get uh, Bucky and and the Falcon who you know fight him off and basically stop him and Falcon takes the shield. Like that's that's what it's leading to. Well, gonna He's going to be the new Captain America, Captain Falcon. They still um, but they'll have to call him something else because they can't call him that because that's copyrighted to Nintendo. Um so yes. <laughs> it'll be it'll be Captain Falcon at some point. But it's that they still have like for the even though they've got 45 minute episodes, they've still got to deal with him, Zemo and the Power Broker. Yep. And Carly. Yeah, that's yeah. See, I think I think they'll reveal um, oh, potentially yeah. um, the power broker is like a last two minutes or post credit sequence in the last episode. And like, hey, this is the power broker, and that'll lead into some other movie that they do later on. So there'll be tie-ins to like a lot of kind of like what we got with WandaVision. Like we expected things to happen, and then it kind of didn't. And so, oh, if we <laughs> and, get if we get Captain America and Falcon talking about the fucking the boat that is leaking and not leaking at the same time and changing out pieces of wood and that fucking garbage fight between the two visions, I'll be pissed. Mm. 
<laughs> you mean the session where they is it the started same fighting ship? for two seconds and then uh, just talked? It's so fucking Is it the same ship, yeah. Duty? It's stupid is what it is. Is it the same ship? No. No. Because it's stupid. He's a no person. <laughs> By the way, completely, you started ramping it up when we started wrapping it up when we got to time. I forgot that I was hosting. Uh, so, we'll leave it at that. Yes. I hope all you uh, beautiful people at home enjoyed those uh, tidbits, enjoyed these the bearded men's voices through your ear holes. Oh, <laughs> get some. It just the, you have such a way with words, Tom. Beautiful. Oh. I've always thought so. Now we, uh, I completely forgot to say this, but uh, we are sponsored. Yes, we are. Uh, we are sponsored by Incognito Comics. This week is actually a, or not this week, actually last week, but you can still get it if you want to get it. Um, since Disney bought Fox, so they own Die Hard, they own Alien Predator, Marvel Comics, of course, being owned by Disney, they've released issue one of their Alien book. Uh, Ian and I have read it, and it's it's interesting. It, it's set after the events of Alien 3. Um, aliens are still a thing. Ripley's dead, so on and so forth. Um, but it... it teases this character who essentially is the leader of the aliens sort of this a hive she looks what you would expect what would you expect the leader of the aliens to look like a queen or something a queen but bigger right maybe this looks like the thing from species it's it's a lady and she's the hr geiger oh so you mean like kerrigan from start yeah yeah, it's 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 very much that, and it's like she's on one page, and like me and Ian are like, what the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? And like, it's a one-off line, and then the book keeps going, and it's it's a decent story. The artwork is good at the start, and it's good at the end, but the middle is very rushed and boring. Um, but it's a good book, of course. You can pick it up at Incognito Comics, um, of course, as well. Marvel Comics has a contract with Warhammer, so they're doing Warhammer comic books. Um, so I'm going to pick that up and review that for next week's episode with, or not next week's episode, but the next episode for Mortal Kombat. Mm, and I've decided I want to try and get storylines around Null. Or King and Black uh, is what you want. I've been reading about Null recently. Or Venom. And uh, I tell you what, I'll be very interested to uh, to get into the Invincible uh, comics series. I've been oh, yes, you've been the, watching uh, that. The, the, the TV show. Wow, it's good. It's so much fun. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get into the, uh, the comics as well. Ooh, so we might have some books for, for people to listen to us. Maybe that could be an episode. We just talk about books for an episode. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Reference yeah. it back to what we've been watching. Like, you know, we could read Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, and refer it to the show. So that is Incognito Comics. You want to go check out incognitocomics.com.au yes. for all your comic book needs. They're doing a free combo giveaway as well. If you follow them on Facebook, take a look at the post. They are. Check mm. out the facey, the facey B. There's a Carnage book in there. There's a Spider-Man book in there. And I think there's four other books. I don't remember the other four books, but there are definitely four other books. <laughs> <laughs> so, that has been episode Atlanta Falcons. Um, <laughs> 200 and something. 200. Two, ooh, 200 and something. Woo, we are we are churning them out, boys. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed that. I hope you have listened and Good paid work. attention. And you can tell us all about it. We expect a 300-word synopsis on our desks by Monday morning. We release this Monday Oh, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. And we know you have a choice when listening to pop culture podcasts and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title i have been tom thank you so much for listening to me ramble on and see you next time 
I've been Fuzzy reminding you to get me pictures of Spider-Man. And I've been Duty reminding you that this is a lot better than WandaVision. Incorrect. A lot better. Incorrect. A lot better.